Welcome to this week's Green Side Up. This is Richard Henschel with the University of Illinois Extension Service, and I cover Kane, DuPage, and Kendall counties. This week I wanted to talk about a topic that seems to be uh, near and dear to everybody that has any lawn in their yard, which is most of us, and that is whether or not we're going to need uh, to put down or manage grubs this year in our lawns. And we've had a couple influencers here that say grub or the beetle egg laying to create the grub this year could be higher and yet there's a couple three things uh, that goes against that so we'll cover a bit of each. We have two primary insects that uh, can provide or create grubs in our lawn that gives us fits. One is the mass chafer. You would know it as maybe the May beetle or June beetle. We typically talk about the larval stage of those two insects or that insect as the white grub. The other insect, uh, which is not a native insect like the uh, mass chafer is, is our Japanese beetle. It also uh, generates, creates eggs, and they hatch into what we know as grubs, but we're not as specific with that. We just talk about Japanese beetle larvae or grubs. So those are the two. We have had some situations with our weather pattern this year that would suggest that, yes, uh, there could be uh, higher than, or, or hot, not necessarily higher than normal, but at least uh, um, the opportunity for a lot of egg laying to happen. And that's been our weather pattern this year. Uh, both the Japanese beetle and the mass chafer, they really prefer to lay eggs in moist soil and green grass. That's their favorite, uh, that is absolutely their their favorite uh, world when it comes to egg laying and if you think about all the rain we had earlier this year the rains we've had of late uh, look outside our lawns are green uh, the ditches are green uh, lots of green activity out there uh, and moist soils which says okay they they're going to be laying lots of eggs on the other hand because there's this vast amount of greenery out there uh, those eggs will be dis dispersed uh, throughout uh, large large acres this year so that would mean that probably the number of grubs per square foot which is what we're looking for or looking at in terms of whether or not we make a, a treatment or not are are going to be less than the typical 10 or 12 per square foot uh, that we usually use as our indicator so that's that's a good thing in the sense that uh, uh, we have lots of egg laying area for the for the uh, uh, beetles this year. Um, couple a couple um, things that will work in our favor here, besides the vast amount of greenery that they can lay their eggs in, is that the eggs themselves once laid they they need to be in that moist soil and they need to have lots of uh, they imbibe that moisture out of the soil to help them grow as well as eating the roots of our grass plant. So if it's so if those eggs get laid in drier soil uh, and or there are not enough roots for them to eat, the survival rate uh, drops dramatically when it comes to uh, larval survival or grub survival. So uh, recent past would say that in, say, if you look go back to 2012 when we had the heat and the drought, uh, those populations of grubs back uh, that summer just really plummeted. The Japanese beetle populations were pretty devastated uh, because of that. Uh, coupled with that, um, our very cold winters where the soil freezes deeply was another good thing in terms of natural grub control. While our native grub is tolerant of our more tolerant of our drier soils and our colder winters because it's been native, it is native. Uh, the Japanese beetle 
likes higher moisture levels and doesn't burrow down in the ground nearly as far as our mass chafer uh, beetle larvae do. So the Japanese beetle larvae or grub are much more susceptible to be frozen and killed in the winter time than our native. Um, now when we look at what's going on here the Japanese beetle has displaced much of the native uh, uh, beetle larvae that we have had here over the years. So not only were the Japanese beetle uh, grubs uh, uh, devastated in terms of their numbers, our native grubs didn't have that high of a population anyway, so there are fewer of those just by uh, competition. So um, we have some things that we, you would think we're going to promote the egg laying. On the other hand, we may not have a lot of beetles out there to start with. And then the other part of that is uh, the wide area where the eggs could be laid. So when we're out wondering whether we're going to have to treat our lawns or not, um, uh, we are really scouting and looking. And actually, you need to dig up a square foot of your sod and examine it carefully. And you're looking for at least 10 or 12 grubs per square foot. That's the threshold uh, that would justify a, a, a treatment. Uh, so uh, if that's not out there by, say, the end of July or into early August, chances are you can just skip the grub treatment this year, and that would be uh, a good thing. We have saved resources. We haven't uh, added uh, any additional pesticides to our environment, and uh, every, everyone's happy. You don't have the, the grub damage. The lawn outgrows. The feeding that occurs by the grub is the, the lawn is growing vigorously and actively in the fall of the year and it outgrows the damage faster than, than it can be caused by the grub. So those are some things that we should uh, be aware of uh, in, in terms of grub uh, grubs this year. Uh, pay attention to the weather. Um, watch how many, if you don't have any Japanese beetles feeding on a lot of your plants, you're not going to have a lot of egg laying. So there's another indicator, at least from the adult version of that insect, um, that that uh, um, you have to worry about worry about treatments. Japanese beetles clearly are still with us. They're here. Everyone's going to have a little bit of damage probably, uh, but it won't be the voracious feeding as they have in the past. They're feeding pretty much right now. Uh, and they're going to do so until it's time for them to uh, lay eggs. And at that point, the feeding uh, subsides. Uh, but you want to be looking for the that magic number of 10 to 12 before you decide you should put an application down. And when we talk about those applications, there's one, one big caveat here. Uh, we all have heard about how important our insect pollinators are, just not bees, but all the other all the other insects that provide pollination to us. So if you have a yard that has a lawn that has a fair amount of uh, say dandelions or, or uh, other lawn weeds that bloom that the, that the pollinator insects feed upon, uh, the insecticides you apply to the lawn to control the grub in the soil uh, is also going to be taken up by the uh, weeds and as you see a, say a bee visiting a dandelion flower that bee is going to take up and and summarily be controlled killed 
uh, by the fact that that insecticide is in the dandelion at all. You've controlled the grubs in the ground, but you run the risk of, of uh, harming pollinator insects above ground, especially if your lawn is less than uh, stellar when it comes, in, it comes to uh, having, say, weed population in the lawn. So keep that in mind. Uh, treat if you have to. Otherwise, skip it this year um, and uh, save a few more bees. This has been Richard Henschel with this week's Green Side Up. It's always a pleasure, and I'll be back with everybody next week.